a couple of years ago, we weren't doing too well financially and we were lacking new projects and had to lay off a significant number of staff, unfortunately. And I think we, what we, in that time of crisis, we kind of developed a mindset of saying, let's, let's try and analyzing the sustainable construction market for what we will build, by whom and why. Much more from Frank in a bit. But first some context. Our planet and our society are facing big and complex challenges. Stakeholders expect companies to step up and make a difference. The pressure they apply has changed the landscape. Organizational purpose and positive impact are rapidly becoming a necessity. And this leads to a pressing question. How to make purpose work? Today, Frank Jensen, chairman of the board of Søren Jensen, will share his insights. I'm very happy to have you on the show. Welcome, Frank, and thank you. Thanks. Now, as a first question, would you mind uh, uh, introducing your company and share your personal connection to purpose and positive impact? Sure. Uh, my name is Frank Jensen. I said I'm an engineer and also a chairman of the family company, Son Jensen. We are a consulting engineering company, and we do bespoke engineering design for buildings, mainly in Denmark. Um, as a third generation in a company, it's of course my responsibility to lift the, the legacy of my uh, forefathers, but also thinking about what's next. What is the fourth generation going to take over in the company? Uh, hopefully I have, I have three kids and hopefully one of them will find it interesting enough to carry it on. And if not, uh, hopefully somebody else will. Um, so long term is uh, the predominant thinking we have in the company and I have as chairman. And since 1945, where my grandfather founded the company, we tried to do a positive impact uh, to society. Back then, it was about helping to rebuild society after the Second World War, whereas now it's things have turned around a little bit. And now we have we are using too much material, building too much. And how is it we can work with that and make sure that the planet is in good health when we deliver it to, to the next generation? Thank you. Well, thanks for sharing. Um, before we continue to the to the questions of the interview itself, I want to explain a little bit about the setup of this interview. There are three segments. We'll start with some key aspects to positive impact, followed by one specific action that delivered on positive impact for your company. And we'll finish with an organizational tool that you find helpful in your positive impact journey. So first, some key aspects to positive impact. I'm going to ask you eight questions in about four minutes. Are you ready? Yes. So there we go. As someone that's making positive impact work, you may need to push to push boundaries. When does it make sense to lead and when is it best to follow? Um, as an engineering company in the construction industry, there are many, many disciplines and markets, technologies one can decide to lead in. As a small actor uh, in the field of, of engineering in Denmark, we have to be very wise in where we decide to invest our time. And so what we do is we, we look backwards and say, what is it that we've been good at historically? What is it the market expects from us? And then we try to take those things and, and think forward. Where is it that those things will lead us to be in, in five years? And then we select one, two, maybe three areas where we decide to lead. So uh, that's what we're trying to do. And how has leadership's, leadership style changed to make purpose work? Oh, it's uh, also, it's a... Uh, Small question, but then it's still a big one. For uh, 
about a decade ago, we actually started transitioning our leadership model. We wanted to go from, you know, a smaller uh, one-person-led company led by my father, and I came into the company at that time, and then moving towards what we call a, a team of teams model, uh, where we work with interdisciplinary teams and they are allowed a lot more independent decision making rather than going up the, the leaderboard and then they can make decisions further down so we can respond much quicker to both client needs but also project needs and demands and we also think that that way of leadership model that that kind of enables the individuals to participate more in the decision making processes but it also becomes uh, it supports their own need for leadership, as in we believe that individuals also need a clear leader, somebody who can help them whenever they have challenges. And by decentralizing the, uh, the leadership from a single person to many more in organizations, we also allow you know, we are able to, to support our staff much better than we previously were. And for me personally, that's also kind of allowed me to take more of a, a clear leadership role rather than a manager role where I managed a lot of staff before. Then now I can have a, a leadership role where I lead the company and focus on, on bringing the, the company and our clients forward. What's the most effective behavior you see around you that supports positive impact? Oh, there's, uh, there's many effective behaviors around me. Um, so therefore, I think I'll, I'll just have to speak about myself. I think for me, um, to create positive impact, it's about explaining the why uh, and then trying to teach the person I'm talking to why is it important and how is it that I would resolve something or do it and carry out a job. Um, and then leaving it to them to take kind of ownership of how they then resolve and, and do it themselves so that they have a learning process for that and, and making you know, it work for them, basically. Thank you. The next question is, which three organizational tools do you find most useful in your positive impact journey? For sure, the first one is that we change the leadership model to a team of teams model. Uh, that's the most important one because that's enabled a lot of things following that. Secondly, it's about focus on our sales efforts and networking efforts on getting projects that allows us to create a, a positive impact and, and value to projects so that we, we select uh, which sort of projects we go for. And then the final one is fostering a culture of thought leadership. Uh, it's both a desire to be among the best, but also that if we are the thought, the people who know the most about a given subject, then we're, the clients come back and they, they ask us for more knowledge. And if we always learn more from time to time, the clients are, are usually willing uh, and would like to see us again. So it's always about how is it we know more than the client and how is it we learn more for ourselves and, and, and be the best people we can be. Yeah. And would you mind naming the three types of stakeholders that have the biggest impact on your organization's positive impact journey and rank them in order of impact? Yeah, the most important one is, is our clients. Um, they were the ones who started asking for more sustainable solutions and kind of set us on our way on our journey to become a sustainable practice. Uh, and then somewhere along the way uh, on our journey, we we uh, overtook them and now we're we help them and we lead them towards more sustainable solutions. So they're very important. Secondly, is the uh, is the family. Uh, I have my my father who's 85 still goes to work every day. Uh, working as a structural engineer with us and I have a younger brother who also works with me and having that sort of generational timeline that you're thinking about what's 
you know, 40 years ahead. And also if I have my kids who would like to take over the practice at some point, then what is it that I leave with them? Uh, and that's hugely important, I think, uh, in that journey. And uh, thirdly, it's the staff and what they're thinking and what is it they would like to do, that they'll like to be part of a great organization. Uh, and they also want to do great. Uh, and they push us as, as leadership towards becoming both better leaders, but also making sure we as an organization learn and become better ourselves. And how do you stay informed and connected to your highest ranking stakeholders, so your clients? Uh, well, I have the, I have the privilege uh, and the freedom to take many, many meetings myself. So I go out and meet with our clients, discuss current projects, upcoming projects, and and also quite a lot about what projects are out there and what does it, what are they looking for, for projects which are three, five, ten years into the future? How is it that we can add value to that? What is it that we should know when we start on those projects for them? What is it we should learn? Um, and where do they see engineering companies, architects, contractors, so forth, moving in in the market? And and all those influences our own strategic choices and particularly the way we develop talent and we say you know if we need to know that for that given client at that point then we need somebody to be taught that and learn that and uh, so we're working a lot with you know client driven um, development of our staff which benefits do you see from putting positive impact front and center for your organization well it's um we made the choice of becoming a certified B corporation a couple of years ago. And as such, we there's a predefined way of saying, you know, what is a sustainable business, a responsible business? And that allows us to benchmark both amongst ourselves, you know, internally, but also externally, as in how well are we doing? And we can measure it, uh, similar to doing our financial statement. And I think that's been very both positive, but also demand for our organization that we suddenly benchmark on, on these levels. But it, it it's also allows us, you know, to be precise when talking to clients who want sustainable solutions, we can look up on the website and say, by the way, we got so many points on our B Corp score. And we're feeling the pressures that you might feel as a client, we under, undergone them ourselves, and we can help you go through the same transition or whatever it might be that they're going through and we're taking them along on a journey we already have started rather than us coming as consultants and telling them, you know, where they should go alone on their own journey. So it's been it's been hugely important for us to, to develop that. And are there any downsides and which one do you notice? Well, there is. As in you, one can only have focus so many places. So when you focus as much as we have, on becoming a responsible and sustainable business. There's, of course, other things which doesn't get quite the same attention. And I think one of the things we can feel is that we've, for a while, have not been able to focus the same way on the more technical skills. Traditionally, you know, engineers, you know, how is it we become better structural engineers? How is it we become better, whatever, um, mechanical engineers and so forth? Because the leadership team has had their our energies and focuses elsewhere. So I think we're looking forward to catching up with that in a, in a few years when we kind of are even better going on the sustainable agenda. Yeah, yeah. Okay, thanks a lot for all the answers. That concludes the segment on key aspects. Uh, next, I would like to learn about a specific action that has delivered on positive impact. Could you name and describe the action and share why it matters to you? Mm. Well, I don't think we have a, a name for it, but uh, let's let's for the sake let's call it uh, identifying tomorrow's business drivers. 
a couple of years ago, we weren't doing too well financially and we were lacking new projects and had to lay off a significant number of staff, unfortunately. And I think we're, what we, in that time of crisis, we kind of developed a mindset of saying, let's, let's try and analyzing the sustainable construction market for what we will build, by whom and why. Uh, and it's allowed us to identifying some very big new clients for us and where we could then do a better match of what is our focus as a sustainable business and what skills do we have. And thankfully now we have eight out of the, the 10 clients we set out to get back then. We now have them on board and they drive a lot of repeat and new business for us. And what was the key challenge and an unexpected challenge you encountered and how did you overcome this and this journey? Uh, it's um, the key challenge has been to, you know, obtain uh, and improve and, and sell the key knowledge elements around sustainable construction for these clients um, they desire. We need to always know something they would like to know too, as in we need to be a step ahead. Uh, we must be thought leaders in the field, as I said earlier. Uh, and I think the unexpected challenge for us has been that we've been so successful and we've become our own bottleneck, so to speak. So we've had to recruit quite massively, uh, both externally and internally. And we're talking about 500% growth rates here uh, over the last couple of years. And, you know, because we didn't know we were going to be successful with this. So, so definitely being able to create a positive impact for both ourselves, but also for our clients, has become a key success par parameter for us. And uh, could you also name some key successes or could you name the key success and unexpected success? And how did you maximize those? Are well, you also already mentioned you grow a lot, so I can imagine that's a uh, success. Yeah, it is. Uh, that is, of course, growing is, is a success, particularly within this field, but it's not, it's, not, um, it's not the only thing. I think what we've become very good at for our clients is to talk about sustainable construction, sustainable buildings in a way where we couple it with uh, the financial side of things. How is it we can develop sustainable projects that are also financially good? So uh, all the way back to the, um, to the original definition of sustainability, you know, is both a, a financial, uh, an environmental uh, and a social impact we're trying to create. And therefore we've been able to couple the financial and the sustainable side has, uh, has been a, a, well, an, an unforeseen success uh, and that's been and that's been very good. Okay, that's the second segment. So there's one uh, segment left, which is the final segment, and it's about a tool that you find useful in an organization's passive impact journey. Uh, and there's three questions I would like to ask you about that. So the first question is, yeah. which organizational tool do you want to discuss and why? Well, um, I think for us, uh, the the most important tool was that we became a B Corp certified business, you know, and that's because that allows us to have a, a given tool set where we can get benchmarks, as I told earlier about both externally, but also internally. And also we've become recognized for, uh, for being a responsible business. Again, part of the thought leadership uh, approach to our clients is that, you know, that people can see and we can certify that we're good at what we do. Um, and also, before we were we were running like a family and a leadership team that that thought we were a responsible business, but now we we know for sure that we have a responsible business. We haven't changed that much, but it's just really nice to know that you know my grandfather and my father before me also ran responsible businesses. So on a personal level, that's uh, that's very. Nice. I can imagine that's very good to get that reaffirmation that you're doing the right thing yeah. or the right thing, the thing that you strive for. 
Um, yeah. And is there anything you would like to change in your organization regarding this tool? And if so, what is it and why? I think mentally we're still talking about being as a responsible, uh, sustainable business as something we are developing. It's uh, it's a mindset where we should now do this and we should do that, or we should pick some the lowest hanging fruits and all the rest of it. Uh, I think what we would like to do over the next couple of years is is kind of ingrain it more in the core of the business and saying it's part of running the business itself. It's not that every year we need to add things, but it's more like it gets into the into the machinery of the of the business. Uh, so it, it's something that we report on monthly, and it's just like it's just a standard thing. So that sustainability and responsibility is just you know like another form of standard reporting rather than it being something special and do you have any idea on uh how you might do that uh yeah well it's it's when you have your own business such as we do we set our own kpis key performance indicators and stuff and it, it's really trying to get them down to a level where you know you re report monthly on individual projects uh, and also uh, staff retention and so forth but particularly in terms of projects we are we are in Denmark right now the the government has after uh, many including ourselves has recommended that you know for, for new builds uh, and also transformation renovation of buildings there should be not just an energy framework of how much energy you can use on running your your building but also how much co2 you can actually use on, on building the building and then running it afterwards and that that means that we, for every project we do, we already do some calculations on that, but we'll have to do it more. And and that way we can every month, we can report on, you know, how is it, you know, are the projects we design, are they becoming more environmentally friendly? Are we reducing the carbon footprints and so forth? So we, we kind of, you know, we're going here, uh, well, we might be leading the stream, or at least we're going with the stream, you know, and, and trying to say, how is it we document that the projects we're developing are working with a, a more sustainable approach? throughout uh, month, yeah. month after month. Okay, thanks for the uh, yeah, thanks for the follow-up uh, question. Yeah, it was a bit unexpected, but I was just curious mm -hmm. to 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 mm -hmm. learn no about worries. that. Um, yeah. And then we come up to the final question of this interview. What is the biggest success in your organization regarding this tool and how so? Yeah, it's. Uh, I think my response to that is a little bit unusual because it's, I think it's, Becoming a responsible business and getting that approach has allowed us to take our the core of the company, the spirit of the company, one step further. As in back in '45, my grandfather started a company to you know he wanted to do good, help help things uh, along where it was difficult. You know there was not many materials and you know you had to have tenacity and perseverance to do to to get projects done at that time and. Uh, and that's allowed us to, you know, you have to be creative. Uh, and I think for now, we, we can kind of say, you know, like, well, we're working towards becoming, you know, net zero 2030, that all our buildings are carbon neutral by 2030. And we have to convince all our clients that that's that we their building should be this. Uh, and now the whole crea creative approach and engineering and all the rest of it, it kind of makes sense. Because we are now working towards a goal that is bigger than just running a business and and stuff. And so I think in '45 there was a need in society, and I think that 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 need was probably in a period you know not as um, obvious, uh, at least not in the 2000s where I've been along 2000 2010s where you know it's been booming years for many parts of the world. 
Uh, and whereas now there's, you can really see there's a need for what we can do and how we can contribute. And I think becoming a B Corp and having that focus on creating positive impact has also kind of allowed us to dig deeper and become even more what we always try to be yeah. in our business. Thanks for sharing. It's uh, very interesting how all of that is connected all the way to your grandfather to today, to the future with your own kids and how you can uh, contribute to a positive uh, to a positive impact to planet and society. Uh, I find that very, very interesting. Um, so thanks for sharing all your insights. Uh, it was the final question. So we've come to the end of the interview. Uh, I'm very grateful for all your insights uh, on our show. Thank you very much for sharing all of that. Uh, it's very luxurious to just hear your story. Uh, so thanks. And I enjoy your talk a lot. Thank you. And thank you for allowing me to, to be on your video podcast. It's, um, it's been good to see some of the other leaders as well. And uh, I've been inspired. So thank you very much. Thanks, you too. Thanks. Um, I, uh, final word to the uh, audience, Frank. Um, visit our website if you want to watch, listen, or read this interview with Frank Jensen, makingpurposework.com slash blog. If you enjoyed this episode, then don't forget to like, share, and follow to our LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube account. Um, yeah, that's it. Thanks for watching or listening. I hope to see you again on our next show. Thanks.